Welcome to podcast number 586, Premier Napa Valley 2024, part one. Once a year, members of the Napa Valley Vintners Association gather to auction one-of-a-kind wines to members of the trade. This is my 13th visit to the event, and I'm grateful to present these interviews with new and old friends alike. Enjoy Premier Napa Valley 2024, part one. Cheers. Learn more by visiting NapaVintners.com. Very excited to be here at Premier Napa Valley. I'm here with our old friend, Michael Scholes of St. Supri. Michael, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Good to see you, right? Good to see you as well. First event of Premier, any thoughts at this moment? Oh, uh, look, Premier is always an exciting time. So, you know, I'm excited about it. It's our first event right here. We're tasting with all the steering committee. Uh, we, we've got a lot of 22 vintage um, wines here today, and it should be great. What do you think Premier means to the average wine drinker? Well, I don't. I mean, as we try to get these wines out to more and more people and get people aware, I'm hoping it means that they get an opportunity to taste a spectacularly unique wine. Because at Premier, the wines that are offered at the auction are incredibly small blends. They're single barrel lots. Not a lot. Not a great number of people have the opportunity to taste them. Which is, which when you do, is a fabulous opportunity. For our listeners who'd like to learn about Saint Supri, what is your website? www.saintsupri.com That was the easiest question of the day. Michael, good seeing you again. Yeah, great to see you too, Ray. Thanks very much. Thank you. I'm here with Karen McNeil. Karen is a wine author, is a wine expert, is pretty much everything to wine. Well known for her book, The Wine Bible. How are you? I'm great. I'm really fabulous. Fun to be here with you. It's good to be here with you, too, and more importantly, it's a real pleasure to meet you. So you just mentioned, I asked you how many editions you've done, and you're on number three, correct? I am on number three. The third Wine Bible came out last year. Well, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but I'll ask anyway. Let's go back to the first book. How long did it take for you to assemble that book? The first edition took 10 years to research and write. The second edition only took six years, and this last third edition only took four years. So I'm getting really fast. You're very generous with the word only. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It is a, you know, it covers the world, and it was and is the first really big book written by an American author. And that's the most impressive thing about it, because we've got a lot to crow about in American wine, but you give a lot of time to old world wines, which is fantastic. Yes, you know, the, the world of wine is now um, absolutely huge compared to what it was, let's say, 25 or 30 years ago. We now have big chapters on China, for example, and Japan. Um, and in any wine book 30 years ago, there would have never been a chapter on Japan or China. No, it's amazing how it's changed. I know you want to get around and try some wines, but very quickly for our listeners, what is your web address? Anyone can find us at Karen. At at KarenMcNeil.com, that's me, or check out our digital newsletter, which is WineSpeed.com. Karen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. Lovely to be with you. Lovely meeting you as well. I am here with Cyrus Hazard, EVP for Crocker and Star Winery, St. Helena. What do you think Premier Napa Valley does mean to the average wine drinker? Uh, well, to the average wine drinker, that's a little difficult. What they see is all these retailers and importers bringing in incredibly rare bottles of wine. So this lot we have, our lot, is only five cases of wine, and that's all we'll make. 
and that one importer or retailer, whoever buys it, will have those 60 bottles to sell, and that'll be it. So it is truly the best of the best. Carl, let's like to learn about you online. What is your website? www.crockerstar.com, and that is C-R-O-C-K-E-R-S-T-A-R-R.com. Sorry, it's good seeing you again. Thank you, man. Take care. Thanks. I am here with Melissa DeVore. I know that because I've seen her name tag. And she is, again, the president of Amici Sellers. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you very much, Ray. This is Premier. It's like the best time of the year, in my opinion. What do you think Premier means to the average wine drinker? To the average wine consumer, it's really an opportunity to try just unique lots that, that you don't get an opportunity to do anywhere else. Um, so Premier is really a great gathering of, of vintners and a lot of collaboration and just really unique select bottles that you just you can't get. This is the only place in the world you can get them. Very importantly for our listeners, what is your website? Uh, www.amichisellers.com. Great. Melissa, thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Ray. So here it is, the great introduction to one of my favorite people in all of Napa Valley, but a guy I like in general. He's a good man. His name is Jean Huffliger. Almost, but not quite there yet. Huffliger. Huffliger. It's like Hellfiger with a hoe. Hoefliger. John, good to see you. How are you today? Great. What do you think as a winemaker, Premier Wines mean to the average wine drinker? Well, I, I think first exclusive, scarce, uh, because these wines are a one-shot wine. And so they, they, they will never be redone the same way, not only, of course, because of vintage differences, but because also a lot of the collaboration that come into place during Premier don't happen. The next year, you're interested in working with a different winemaker or with a different vineyard. And so it's a very unique expression of a moment of place and time. That's a really good way to put it. What is your auction lot? You have a number of lots for different labels. Can you kind of walk through those just quickly? Yes, of course I have a, a, an, an AXR lot, which is the Redwood, because it's a block that is by Redwoods uh, at the winery. I have a debate lot, a lot that I do with Nova, uh, who's a master one who used to be winemaker of Mondavi. I have Three Third, which is a new brand, and it's a collaboration between Michel Roland, Aaron Pot, and I. Aaron brings the Cap Franc and we bring the Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, which is kind of fun. We have a Force and Grace, which is 100% Cab, and we have Pope Valley as well, Pope Valley Winery. And I, I imagine you have a number of websites people could look you up on. What is the preferred one that you would like people to find you on? Uh, JHWineConsulting.com will have all the information you're looking for. John, damn good to see you, man. Thank you very much. Well, it's only been since 2006 that you and I have been hugging at least once or twice a year, so I'm getting used to your bear hugs. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm here with Doug Schaefer of Schaefer Vineyards. Doug, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm good. Here we are at Premier Napa Valley, the very first event of everything. What are your thoughts about Premier for this year? Uh, this year is, is great. It's kind of like we're finally back to full speed. Uh, you yeah. know, with COVID, we had a couple of you know glitchy years, which was, we had great support, but it was still tough for people to get out here. We've got a lot more people coming out this year, which is exciting because it's you know they come out for four or five days, they reconnect with vintners. Um, you know, it's good business done. There's good social done. It's all very positive. It really, it's a it's like the best week in the in the wine world in Napa Valley, without a doubt. I totally agree. It really is. So, what would you say? Premier does for the average wine drinker? I think what Premier does is it puts a, a mark on Napa Valley, that basically Napa Valley is a leader in quality, 
there's great wines made all over the world, all over California. But, you know, Napa Valley, we're very proud of what we do. It's an opportunity for winemakers to spread their wings, experiment, come up with new ideas, which sometimes get moved into the normal bottlings. And so it's almost like a, it's like a sneak peek, if you will, you know, for trade and consumers to get a sneak peek on what are some really cool things happening in Napa. And some fantastic wines, I might add. So tell me about your auction lot this year. Uh, auction lot this year is uh, the same one we do every year. It's a special bottling from the Sunspot Vineyard. Sunspot's basically the, the building block of Hillside Select every year. And so this is the 22 Sunspot Cabernet Sauvignon. 100% cab, five cases. Five cases. That would be a hell of a lot to have. For our listeners, what is your website? Uh, SchaeferVineyards.com. Can't miss it. Great. Good seeing you, Doug. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. Take care. I'm here at Viali Vineyards for their famous breakfast in the morning. I'm here with Jack Verosa of Verosa Vineyards. Jack, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So I was just talking to your wife a few minutes ago. How many cases are you producing? Oh, about 800 cases of wine. But 800 is like a great number, really small and very focused. Oh, absolutely. We, we have a small vineyard, uh, just pick and choose the, the varietals we want to do and uh, keep it small and manageable just for, for my wife and I to be able to handle. Yes. And making the wine is relatively easy, and with our winemaker, making good wine is easy, but it, it's selling the wine. It's a process to have people come by the property and buy the wine, so yes, it's a full-time job yeah oh yeah totally uh, who is your winemaker our winemaker is Christy Melton she is a fantastic young lady her skill and knowledge is way past her years of age and her palate is absolutely amazing so she does she's been with us since 2010 and is doing an excellent job for us when did you start making wine under Rosa Vineyards I started myself our first wine was in 2000 my grandfather bought the property in 1913 and and he made wine on the property until 1946 when he passed away. And my dad was away in the service. He couldn't continue the winemaking, but he was able to take care of the vineyard and just sell the fruit uh, to other wineries. I was after my parents for many years. Let's make a little bit of wine on the property. And uh, finally wore them down in 99. They said, go ahead. And we leased the vineyard in 2000. was the first wine on the property since my grandfather. It's pretty nice having that history in, in the valley. You know, there's a lot of money in the valley, but to have that history is something pretty special. So. Yeah, that's originality. Let me ask you this question in regard to Premier BNV. What does Premier Napa Valley mean to the average wine drinker? Uh, it, it just helps promote the vineyard, helps promote the wine, and, and help the sales. So it, it brings people into the valley, and which is really, really important. Do you offer tastings, or do you have a tasting room or space that you offer tastings at? We do have a tasting room. It's by appointment only. Uh, Diana, my wife, takes care of the tastings in the tasting room. And uh, it's in the old winery building that my grandfather used, uh, built back in 1885. Most importantly for our listeners, if they want to learn about you online, what is your website? Verosa Vineyards, V as in Victor, A-R-O-Z-Z-A, Vineyards, and get uh, any and all information and phone numbers off of that. Jack, a real pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So still at Bialy Vineyards, and this is the Petite Syrah breakfast, which is one of my favorites. And I'm here with uh, Eric Titus, and I'm really honored to be with you again and chat with you. We did a roundtable a couple years ago. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. 
It's good to see you again. Tell me about what you're pouring today with the, uh, the petite sera you have. Petite sera we have. Well, we have uh, two acres on our estate property of uh, a uh, local clone petite sera. And so we do, amongst everything else that we do, we have a small petite sera program, estate grown. So it's 100% petite sera, American oak barrels, small lot, less than 500 cases, but it's something that's near and dear uh, to what we do. Well, petite sera is a big favorite of mine in the wine world, but I'm a little curious about is that something people talk about? Is that something people ask for? Or is that something you really have to sort of point out to? Uh, petite sera is kind of a holdover. There was a lot more petite sera back in the you know mid 20th century, uh, which is around the time we got started as grape growers in Napa Valley. And we consider it a heritage varietal. We, we, we have a Zinfandel program that we blend a little bit of petite sera into. If you look at the, some of the old records, the growing records, you'll see that there was a time when Napa Valley was not majority Bordeaux varietal. There's a lot of Zinfandel, Carignan, Petite Syrah, and a lot of those would come together as field blends. And so, like I say, we kind of look at our Petite Syrah program as a nod to the past, part of our, our heritage program. And those of us who love Petite Syrah appreciate that. That dark color, when you taste right. it, it's such a distinctive taste. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it can be over-extracted. There can be issues with that, but we've worked with that on the winemaking, and we tend to separate the skins before it goes to dryness, so you get much more of that blueberry uh, concentrated, uh, fruit note rather than just that scratchy tannin, which you might get if you just let it ferment the dryness on the skins. So much more balanced. Yeah. Definitely don't want to overdo it. In your opinion, what do you think Premier Napa Valley means to the average wine drinker? I think Premier Napa Valley is an opportunity for people to really appreciate the camaraderie uh, of the industry uh, at all levels. And um, wineries big and small come out to uh, show the best of what they do and, and promote it. And of course, it all funnels back to the organization of the Napa Valley Vintners. And uh, we're all showing our support for what they do for us, for the industry, both you know, on, on a local scale and on a national, even global scale. For promoting our, our industry here in Napa. You guys do a pretty good job of it, in my opinion. Your tightest tasting room, of course, is by appointment, I would imagine, or could people just wander on it at all? Well, it's by appointment, but appointments can be made uh, on very short notice. So, yes, we're very accessible, very accessible and approachable and welcoming. Dogs and children are, are, uh, are, are welcomed as, as part of the family. Dogs are making a good comeback. That's pretty cool. For our listeners who'd like to learn more about you online, what is your website? It's uh, TitusVineyards.com. Easy to find. Yeah, everything you need to know is on there. Eric, good seeing you again. All Thank right. you. Thank you very much. All right, it's good seeing you. Good seeing you. Thanks. All right, I am here with Sarah and Monty Prazer, and I've known this couple for as many years as I've been coming to Napa, or at least being a journalist. Good to see you both. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good to see you're healthy and doing all of this again. So happy to be here. Most everybody is, that you're used to seeing here is here again. Yeah, and that's the best thing. This is like one of the best events here in Napa. You're agreed. Yeah. The bacon on its own is uh, over the top. Bacon and wine? <laughs> and petite sera, I might add? The best. So you've created the Praiser Guide, which is very well known in the valley and many areas for searching out wineries and learning about Napa Valley and, and other areas. But you're also a winemaker. Shadowbox is the name of your wine, correct? Correct. Yes, Shadowbox Cellars, yes. Our son is the winemaker. We do about a thousand cases a year. Pretty boutique awarded wines, high scores when we submit them. 
And it's, uh, so we did it as a hobby, and who knew we were ever going to have to pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> May I ask where you source your fruit from? Well, all over. Mostly Napa, but we make a rosé, we make a, uh, of course, a cab and fr from Napa. Now we're making a Matero and... Uh, Some of the fruit from uh, Central Coast and other places, but most of it's uh, Napa and Sonoma. Very good. The question I've been asking everybody today, Premier Napa Valley is a very important event, but what do you think it means to the average wine drinker? The average wine drinker, Premier itself, I don't think it means anything because you've got the trade here who's buying wine, except for the writers. I think the writers and, and such people such as yourself who are here to give them ideas of what the present and current releases taste like, I think that's important. But the, the lot itself, I don't think it really means anything at all to average wine. And that's where we're focused as well, on the, uh, the current releases that we can write about and tell people to look for. Well, most importantly for our listeners who'd like to learn about you online, what is your website? Shadowboxsellers.com. You came up with that lot quicker than you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just Google one of us. <laughs> that would just work. Google Prizer, you'll find all kinds of stuff. Monty and Sarah, good seeing you both. Thank you very much. You're looking healthy. It's good to see you. You too, both. And enjoy yourself today, most importantly. Thanks. So I ran into our friend Chris Dearden here at the uh, Bialy Vineyards uh, Petitsara breakfast. How are you doing, Chris? Really well. Great to see you, Ray. It's always great to see you because we have a lot of fun chatting. We talked about a lot of stuff when we did the interview with you. Was it last, last year? year? Yeah, yeah, last year. But I'm glad you're here. I mean, what is better than Petite Syrah at 8 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, but we do have the bacon and the uh, frittatas and things like that. And we'll leave you with a toothbrush to get the purple sweaters off your teeth. Especially with Petite Syrah, it's a little bit more ingrained right in your teeth. So the question I've been asking a lot of winemakers at this event, how does Premier Napa Valley have any effect on an average wine drinker? Oh, that's a great question. Well, this event is uh, for the trade. So we have the one in June that's for mostly consumers, but this is, uh, this is a bake sale for the trade. So distributors, retailers, restaurateurs from all over the world, mostly the country, are coming here, and, and we get to see them. So it's a really wonderful way to touch base with people you may only see once or twice a year. It's just nice also to say hello to everybody you don't get to see on a regular basis. Yeah, and the parties. I mean, Ray, you are a party person, so uh, this is right up your alley. This is a question I've asked a few winemakers, and, and often, I, I read a book recently talking about California wine from San Jose all the way down to the border. And constantly the references were always made to Burgundy and to Bordeaux. And it kind of after a while got on my nerves a bit because America makes great wine. Do you think too often we rely or, or lean back on European French wine specifically too often? That's a great question and I think those are the benchmark or the standards that people look to for classic Pinot Noir or classic Cabernet or the associated wines with them. I think we've kind of evolved maybe 20-30 years ago we were looking to try to emulate that. But I think people know now that we need to do what's best for us. So it can be an, an incredible expression of Pinot Noir in California, or specifically Napa, Carneros, um, or an incredible expression of a Bordeaux varietal like Cabernet from one of the many areas that we have here in Napa Valley that's, that's known for Cab. That's a good answer, I appreciate that. Thanks.
for our listeners, most importantly, obviously, your tasting room and your winery is by appointment, correct? It is, yeah. If our listeners would like to learn more about you and Sleepy Giant Wines, Thank how would you. they do that online? DeardenWines.com. And we're available on Talk now to book as well. So thank you, Ray. Thanks for the time. My pleasure. Always good seeing you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. I'm here with Aaron Scally, and uh, Aaron is pouring for uh, Mending Wall, which I think is a wine many people might be familiar with. Aaron, how are you today? I'm great. It's a bit early, but you know, what better reason to get up in the morning? <laughs> to drink Petite Syrah this time of day? I don't have a problem with that. How about you? No, no. I'll, I'll get up anytime for a good bottle. Yeah, I get that. What are you pouring today? Um, today we're pouring actually a Petite Syrah blend. Um, so we blend this, it's called Mortar and Stone, with Zinfandel and Charbono. It's a pretty unusual and unique uh, blend, but we, we really feel like it stands out in the crowds um, and makes the wine a little bit more approachable in its use. Not too many people are growing Charbono. That's really unusual. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> um, but that's why we love it. It's, it's definitely a hidden gem. Um, used to be more prolific in the valley before Cabernet, but um, there's still a little bit in Calistoga, and that's that's where we grab it. How many cases do you guys do, do you know? Uh, we're about 2,000 total production, so very, very small, limited <laughs> produced. Love the small production. So the question I've been asking winemakers today is, what do you think PMV means to the average wine drinker? Oh my gosh, well, it, it's everything. Uh, it's a platform, you know, we're all kind of on our own islands, chugging away, doing the best we can. And this is just an opportunity for everyone to come together and amplify our voices. So it's, it's great. Well, most importantly for our listeners who'd like to learn a little bit about uh, Mending Wall, yeah. what is your website? Our website is www.mendingwall.com. <laughs> you did that in a very animated fashion. Thank you very much for taking the time. Nice meeting you. Yes, you too. Thanks so much. Thank you. So I'm here with Robert Smith. He's the winemaker at Coyote. Many people are familiar with Coyote here in Napa Valley. How are you doing, Robert? Doing well. How about you? Good. We met last night for the first time. I got to take your picture, which was quite the thrill, I have to say. But um, this is Petite Syrah for breakfast. What do you think about that? I think it's fantastic. I mean, what better way to start the day than with uh, bacon and Petite Syrah? So the one question I've been asking winemakers around today is, what does Premier Napa Valley mean to the average wine drinker? Uh, you know, for us, it's all about camaraderie uh, and a chance to showcase, you know, uh, some of the best wines that we've ever made. How long have you been a winemaker? Uh, well, I've been with Quixote for about 12 years at this point, but I started my winemaking journey in 2004 when I started studying enology. Do you feel that we way too often rely on referencing Bordeaux and Burgundy when we talk about our wines here in the States? No, not necessarily. Uh, you know, we, we look to regions like Bordeaux and Burgundy for inspiration. Uh, you know, it's old world. You know, this is new world. So, you know, we do look back at some of those wines we've made and see how we can kind of recreate that. Not necessarily recreate that, but, you know, make wines of that kind of uh, character and quality. For our listeners who'd like to learn about Coyote, obviously you are by appointment strictly, right? We are. Uh, so... We're open seven days a week, uh, by appointment only, uh, from 10 to 4. And for people to learn about you online, what is your website? Quixotewinery.com. Uh, Thank you very much, Robert. Nice meeting you again. Pleasure meeting you again, Rick.
And I'm here with one of my favorite winemakers, Sarah Fowler of Peju. Sarah, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. Thank you so much, Ray. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Always good to be here at Premier Napa Valley. We're here today at Silverado Vineyards, but what you are doing is, uh, well, Peju has an auction lot this year, yes. and then Women in Wine. Tell me a little bit about that. So Women in Wine, this is like, this is where the women winemakers like show up. And so we're doing actually a joint a lot with Foley Vineyards. They have a fabulous winemaker, Michael Bullock is one of my greatest friends and his assistant winemaker, Sierra, also female. We did a joint lot, lot 60, and we're just so happy to be here and we're having a delightful time. And for people that like don't know that they should come and taste all the women winemakers tastings, we like make delicious wine. Well, you got a good crowd here and you know, many people talked about the idea that women have better taste receptors and maybe in the long run make them a really good winemaker because of that. Well, I think so. Like starting back in the day, we had to like hunters and gatherers. We need to make sure that things weren't poisonous. So I'm like pretty sure that that's where like we developed our flavor profile because of that. <laughs> I don't want to know about the poisonous part, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like our wines aren't poisonous; they're delicious. But like, I think that that's where we fine tune our ability to taste. Was really because we needed. To. It makes a whole lot of sense. So, what does Premier Napa Valley mean to the average wine drinker? Uh, the Premier Napa Valley. I don't know, but the Premier to the average wine drinker. But Premier Napa Valley really means the very best wine that the Napa Valley can provide. Special tiny little lots. They get to come and taste something amazing and interesting and different and so, so good. And that's for the average consumer. Know that like we're creative and interesting in the Napa Valley and that's what we're doing for you people. So tell me, can you describe, can you, uh, in your best possible way, what Premier Napa Valley does as a function? Okay, Premier Napa Valley as a function really is not only um, bringing all the different wineries together, but we're really like, we're making something special. And our goal is to, to promote the Napa Valley and to raise funds. Yes, the Napa Valley Vintners fund the Vintners Association specifically, but they also funnels down and, and they support so many small organizations. If people like to visit Peju, you are by appointment. Not, you can't just wander around in, can you? Or? Well, we used to be, you know what, we've always been open to the public, and then we were by appointment only, and these days, if you come on by, we're happy to host you. Most importantly for our listeners, what is your web address? Gosh, it's um, Peju.com, and you know what? Peek out on, on all the other, like the Twitter, and well, actually, Instagram, Facebook, or just come visit us. Type in Peju. We're fun. Come join. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you so very much. It's so it's so fun. Honestly, I'm like, so fun to see you. The best thing about Premier Napa Valley for me personally is reconnecting with very dear friends. Elizabeth Diana, known you for many, many years. Elizabeth is a winemaker at Chimney Rock in Napa Valley in the uh, Stags Leaf District, which is not a bad neighborhood. It's always so great to see you. It is a pleasure to see you as always, my friends. Thank you. You're very, very kind. And uh, you got a new pup, well, not so new now, but sort of new pup wandering the property. Uh, how's that working out? Uh, she's still a little wooly and wild, so still wine dog in training. We're all wine dogs in training when you get right down exactly. to it. I've been asking this question to a lot of winemakers. What does Premier Napa Valley mean to say the average wine drink? Yeah, listen, it's an opportunity to connect with our friends in the trade, to hang out with each other. It's um, an opportunity to put something extraordinary in the market 
and really shine because these are unique creations. Um, it's just the best party in Napa, what can I say? And in the end, though, these will end up theoretically on some store shelves and people could buy them. Though they won't be inexpensive, they'll certainly be well worth searching out. Absolutely, but they're, they're the jewels of Napa, yeah. right? So search these wines out. They're going to be something extraordinary. So when you put together a lot for, uh, for Premier Napa Valley, I mean, how long does it take you to kind of figure out exactly what you want to do to make that be live? You know, it takes some thought and meditation, and we really want it to have a story, um, because to me, wine is about story. So this year, our lot is a block that we've made a single vineyard out of for many, many years. We've had to replant it, so it's called Swan Song. It's the last vintage of this wine produced, so a little bittersweet, but beautiful as well. We're grateful to this vineyard and everything it's produced for us for almost 30 years. So it's just seeking something that's really unique um, and that has meaning, right? And that you can't find anywhere else. For visiting, people need to make a reservation. They just can't wander on in, right? Yeah, just go on our website, www.chimneyrock.com, and come and see us. Thanks, Ray. Always a joy to see you. Same here. Thank you. Another uh, great event here at Premier Napa Valley. I'm here with Julie Robertson. Julie's a winemaker at Crocker and Star. Julie, how are you today? I'm great. I think I've seen you every day this week so far, haven't I? So far, yeah. And I, I think it'll continue. I think we got to keep meeting like this. <laughs> of course we do. So this is the Women in Wine event today here at Silverado Vineyards. Uh, what does that mean? What's that all about? So we have 30 different wineries participating, all female winemakers. Um, so everybody has their own wines that they're showing, and then there are 17 of us that participated in a collaboration lot. It's a 20-case lot, lot number 15. It's all women winemakers. You know, we've heard this often in the industry that women have more taste receptors than the average man. Uh, what do you think about that, being that you're a woman? I, it's probably true. <laughs> Modesty. Okay, that's good. No, it's an acceptable answer because I know women that have tasted foods and different wines and I've seen a difference in what they taste versus what I taste. It's kind of a fascinating concept. I think it's definitely a fascinating concept. And you know, like, both men and women can have exceptional palates and if there's, if women ultimately have better palates, maybe. Okay, I get it. So I've been asking winemakers this question. What do you think that uh, Premier Napa Valley means to the average wine drinker? I know they can't come to this event, but they can eventually purchase this type of wine. What do you think about that? You know, I think, I'm, I'm not sure what it means to the average wine drinker. I hope that it means that being able to try a Premier Lot is an opportunity to try something that's truly unique. You know, we put a lot of effort into creating a lot that this is the only time you're going to taste it. It's the only time it's going to be bottled. And it's exciting for people to have that opportunity. For our listeners, Crocker & Star, to the best of my knowledge, is uh, by appointment. Is that correct? Or can people just walk on in? No, we're by appointment only. And your website for people to find out a little bit more about you guys? It is www.crockerstar.com. Julie, always good seeing you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow and the next day and probably in my rear view of my car as I drive down the street. <laughs> I look forward to the same. Thank you very much. I'm here with Chelsea Barrett. She's the winemaker of Matera. Tell me a little bit about your brand. How long have you been around? Uh, 
the brand has been around since 2008 when they first planted the vines in Oak Knoll District, um, but still kind of getting going. The winery was built in 2015, so it's been very, very small up until that point, uh, but now our tasting room is about to be finished, and so we're still, I feel like, in the, in the getting going phase. Well, it's not a fast process in Napa Valley, that's for sure. It's no. very, very slow going. Yeah, everything takes a long time to wait for, you know, for vineyards to grow, for everything to get built. Yes. So uh, how long have you been making wine yourself? Uh, I've been making wine since, uh, well, college and jobs before that when I was, you know, in, even in high school. Uh, but I've been the winemaker for Matera for five years. The question I've been asking all winemakers today is Premier Napa Valley. While this is not open to the public, this is strictly for the trade, how can people who are general wine drinkers benefit from Premier Napa Valley? Um, I think it's really special of being able to have a really small allocated wine of something that you can do as like a hobby one-off that's not a major commitment of you get some free reign as a winemaker when you only have 10 cases of something that's just going to be you know special for uh, for somebody somewhere to have uh, and it's a great cause all of the money is really really um, benefits our community a lot. That's very cool. About how many cases do you guys produce? We're about 5,000 cases. We would love to grow. We own more vineyards. We have a winery that is also filled in with some custom crush clients. So Matera, we're really in a prime spot. Of we, we definitely have the grapes. We have the space um, to grow the brand. So I'm really excited for this. For our listeners who'd like to learn a little bit about you online, what is your website? MateraWines.com. Wines with an S. It was a real pleasure meeting you. Thank you. you. Too. Thank you. Thanks. So I'm here with Sally Johnson, and we've met last year as we both determined, finally. And uh, I've always admired what you've done. But this today is all about women in winemaking, correct? Yeah, today is a celebration of women in wine, which is amazing. I've been a part of this event since the very first year, and to see the way it's grown and the number of women who are now involved and the number of people who are coming to taste these wines, it's really exciting. How long have you been a winemaker? I've been making wine since 1999, so I think this will be my 27th vintage this fall. That's a good long time to be making wines. It's a good long time. It's been a lot of fun. I've gotten to see a lot of very distinctive vintages and um, had a great experience. Tell me about your auction lot. Yeah, my auction lot is Oakville Cabernet Sauvignon from the 2022 vintage. It was barrel fermented. I think it's showing beautiful acidity. I think 2022 is a very um, not easy to understand vintage. We had this crazy heat right around Labor Day, and so the wines are sort of like all across the board. Everything from like super, super ripe to things in later spots that are still very lean and um, have that tannin and, and intensity. And so I think it's a really exciting vintage. I think there's great wine to be found. I just think it's really important to taste and evaluate the wine. So I'm having a great time here doing just that. This is a great event. So speaking of the event itself, how do you feel that Premier Napa Valley can benefit the average wine drinker? We know that this is for the trade only, but people could eventually buy these wines on the shelf. Well, I hope people will eventually buy these wines on the shelf because otherwise we're doing this all for nothing. But <laughs> I personally, as a winemaker, I love Premier because it gives me this preview of what the vintage is going to be like. And so technically to connect with other winemakers and see what they've done in uh, the harvest season is really exciting. I think these are great wines. They're very limited production wines. 
winemakers, we do have a, a certain sense of competition, and so we bring our A-game to this event. This is very important to the Valley. It really is the heart and soul of our calendar and something that we all look forward to, and so I think there's great wine to be had. It's a lot of fun to be here. It is a lot of fun to be here, for sure. If our listeners would like to learn about you, what uh, website should they check out? Well, I'm about to launch my website. It's www.sjbwinemaking.com. I'm also um, affiliated with Tambor Bay and Coravant. And then in Washington State, I work with Mullen Road Cellars, which is a cake bread project, and The Walls and Pasha, which is owned by Mike Martin. So I'm all over the internet. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we could break that news. news. Yeah, breaking news. Sally, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for coming. I am here with Sarah Vandenreich, and Sarah is the winemaker at Elizabeth Spencer Winery here in Napa Valley, Rutherford, in fact. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm well. It's so nice to run into you again. It is. It's great. It was very fortuitous, I might add. And before I forget, please tell your husband I said howdy. I will. We are at, again, the Women in Wine, and we're at Silverado Vineyards right now. Are you representing a particular brand? I am. I'm here representing Elizabeth Spencer Winery. So we are part of the Boisset Collection, and I am really fortunate to not just be one woman winemaker. I'm actually part of a team of 36 winemakers, and half of us at Boisset are women winemakers. Which is really pretty awesome. It's very awesome. Oh, we have a director of wine growing that's a woman. I mean, our CEO is a woman. So it's a, it's really important to me to see women in leadership roles in this business. And we're still pretty underrepresented. You know, many times we hear that women have more or better taste receptors than men. And I, I would be one to agree with that because of my own relationships. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't pretend to understand the underlying physiological mechanisms that make women good winemakers. But what I do see is that women, and this is not just in winemaking, but in in many careers, they really have to work harder and they have to not just be good at something, they really have to be extraordinary at it. Um, we have a lot of examples of that here in the Napa Valley with some incredible women winemakers, um, Heidi Barrett, Kathy Corison. Uh, we, we've just got a, a strong history. And if you look at their wines, they weren't just good wines. They weren't even great wines. They were actually world-class wines. So. My experience isn't so much that we have some special power, but just we've had to really fight for it. That's a very fair thing to say and very impressive because it was a male-dominated industry. And if you look through the catalog for the event, there are a lot of women in there. There are, and I'm glad to see that. And we're about 50% of graduates from enology and viticulture programs. So until we're 50% of the leadership in wineries, I think I think we've still got some work to do. Oh yeah, you're going to get there. So I've talked to a lot of winemakers about this particular question. Premier Napa Valley is an event for the trade, so. Uh, people just can't walk in on this event but in the end they can benefit from it uh, by purchasing the wine but how do you see it as a benefit to the average wine drinker? I can't be everywhere and I still want to communicate my intention I want to give a little bit of the background of the winery so being able to have some time with my trade um, and they come from all over to talk to me I empower them to go out and tell the story and we also have to remember that in many of these situations they already own these wines so they really 
appreciate the support we can give them to make their businesses successful. And I'll tell you, it's also nice to see women moving up into leadership roles in some of these trade organizations too. I think that that's an important part of um, meeting the consumers. There's a lot of women drinking wine and we need to we need to make sure that we've got women out there selling wine, but also running wine businesses, not just the winery side, but also the sales side. Another very good answer. Most importantly for Elizabeth Spencer, if people would like to learn more about you online, what is your website? www.elizabethspencerwinery.com. Sarah, great seeing you. Thanks very much. Nice to see you too. I'm glad I, I tapped your shoulder across the room. <laughs> I am glad Learn more by visiting NapaVintners.com.